0: Water to run out of the dock and not build up in the way it did. These communities currently feel abandoned. It is bewildering and stressful to suddenly lose your home and possessions. It is entirely fair for these residents to demand a full explanation as to how this happened and what can be done to prevent it in future. I'm committed to bringing together the relevant authorities to ensure that some answers can be found. In a statement, the Port Authority denied it was responsible for for the incident, Tim Bounds, engineering director at the port, has released a statement stating that the flooding was not caused by any failure to act. Mr Bounds said flooding was caused by 2 days of heavy rainfall combined with extremely high tides combined with a tidal surge of up to half a meter. Mr Bounds also said that water was flowing as expected down the port's culvert system on November the 8th. In a live interview on Pure West Radio recently, Mr Stephen Crab also spoke of the deep divide in the country caused by the referendum and the strategy of Theresa May in attempting to protect certain industries, including agriculture and ports, in the negotiations to agree a future relationship between the UK and the EU. Mr Crabb explained that major employers, farmers and exporters were generally in favour of a responsible Brexit strategy to protect the county, Businesses. The message I'm hearing is tread carefully and that business requires clarity and certainty. Unwinding 40 years of tight integration requires care and time to do so. I can see it taking another three years, Mr. Crabbe said. Anyone unhappy with the Litter Patrol Service is being urged to take their concerns directly to their local councillor or attend County Hall to report their concerns. A council debate regarding the recently introduced fixed penalty notices for littering, dog-fouling, fly-posting and graffiti saw a number of concerns raised by councillors that certain people and areas were unfairly being targeted. However, John Dunn, a representative of District Enforcement, the private company undertaking the pilot scheme for Pembrokeshire County Council, said that the areas targeted were decided based on strategy and informed by complaints from the public. Richard Brown, Head of Environmental Services and Public Protection, said, The idea that education is the answer, does anyone genuinely feel that they don't know they shouldn't drop litter? He added that the enforcement route was what the committee had wanted and it was aimed at people that will not comply and will not comply with social norms. No figures were forthcoming, but the committee was told There was an income to be paid to the council by district enforcement and this was to fund a wider scheme to tackle larger fly-tipping issues. Complaints were made, said Committee Chairman Councillor Rob Summons, that enforcement officers had targets to meet and had to issue a certain number of tickets a day. Mr Dunn said there was no target given to officers nor incentives, but the company was paid on the number of tickets issued rather than an hourly rate. He denied accusations that tactics could cause distress. The focus on cigarette butts with 942 fines issued was linked to research on the damage they cause and the significant amount of litter they create. The meeting heard that across the UK, 90% of fixed penalty notices were for dropped cigarette butts. Where people go to register their annoyance at receiving a ticket needs to be made clear, Councillor Brian Hall said. He argued that reference to the council should be removed from the tickets and the vans used. Mr Brown reminded him that the scheme is being run on behalf of the council and it was important that this was known to the public. Business Change Manager Sarah Oliver said... She and her colleagues were available and would speak to people at County Hall. Councillor Tony Wilcox said that most people don't drop litter and most people are in favour of the scheme. We've tried the education thing over the years. We've been banging on about this for years and years. We haven't heard today of someone being wrongly issued a ticket. If they hadn't dropped anything, they wouldn't get a ticket, he added. As our county gears up for the festive season, Carew Castle is hosting a Christmas fair and Santa's grotto on Sunday, November the 25th, including mulled wine, open fires, local crafts and delicious treats. That's the latest. You're up to date on Pure West Radio.
1: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day, Pure West Radio.
2: Face is shammy creased. If you think I wink, I did laugh politely at repeats. Yeah, kiss me when my lips are.
1: For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. I want you to freak me
3: through the night until the morning. And it's the way your body boom booms through the night.
4: Boom boom. I want you to freak. You steal my attention. Look in my direction, obsession
5: It got me, I can't quit, you're my addiction Keep doing what you're
3: doing, don't stop Tell me you can read my bad thoughts Get closer and listen Electric in this position I can't help how much your body's getting along Like you pushing up on me Touching me, I want you to freak me
6: hey guys it's Mark Llewellyn here welcome to my show on Pure West radio it is gonna be awesome and I'm interviewing a lot of very high achieving people and it is on Sunday eight till nine o'clock tune in to Pure West radio
4: I've been, been married a long time ago where did you come from where did you go where did you come from Cardinal, Joe. Fit
6: Mark Llewellyn here. It's about time we heard another interview on Pure West Radio with Successful People. today, with the one and only Chesney Hawks. We were trying to think of something original to say, but the one and only is, that song is so deeply ingrained into my head, I can't even think of anything else. You're
5: not alone in introducing me in that
7: way.
6: Every single person's going to, you're just going to do it, aren't you, naturally. We are in, in my humble opinion, mate, the most amazing location in the UK.
5: Yeah, it's pretty incredible. I I once did a gig here.
6: You Um, did a gig? Yeah.
5: On this uh, seat, on Jimi Hendrix's uh, bench, Yeah. I sat here with a guitar uh, as a charity event, and there's only about 20 people in here. And um, it was me, uh, Natasha Bedingfield, and Katie Mellua.
6: Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. You, did, you, you You got you all got uh, well, a personal we'll, on the government, yeah. um, Natasha? Yeah,
5: oh yeah,
6: yeah. She's a beautiful lady. <laughs> She's lovely. She's she very is. lovely. Her whole family really nice, actually. Tell us, mate, you basically, you went to school. This is, a, you went to school, were you only good at school? Uh, I was a bit of
5: a, uh, not the greatest um, kind of academically, I, you know, yeah. I think I was just a bit of a kind of, yeah, I just wanted to do music all the time, you know, and, and uh, my, I didn't do my homework and I, you know, I, I regret it now because I feel like I was probably a bit of a cocky little git at school and I, and I you know, I just, th- yeah. I left school as soon as I could, I didn't really enjoy, um, you know, being taught. Yeah. But these days, I'm actually like, I want to soak up knowledge and like yeah. learn stuff all the time, you know. And I, I kind of wish that I did, you know, concentrate, I guess. And now I've got a 15 year old boy and a 13 year old girl and a 10 year old boy,
6: you know. And I, mate, you've been busy. I have. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a TV. Because <laughs> you're in a, and our interview, like, we were joking about it before, like, so you, I was like, basically, how we got in touch was I was walking to work one day. I was walking to work in the, in the, in the castle, uh, like a hotel in um, in Halford West, and I was walking down, <laughs> and I was looking at my phone, and it flashed up, Chesney Hawks. And I was like, no. And I was like, looked into it, Chesney Hawks has followed you. And I was like, what oh, the... Oh, right, it's a Twitter thing. Yeah, oh, right, on Twitter. Right, 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 and I was right. like, Chesney Hawks has followed me? That's crazy. So then I, I, I think I messaged you. <laughs> and then I basically, we, we wanted to get the interview done, yeah. and it was like... I don't even know. You're the no, no. longest person who took that? me. Because you were like, yeah, I'll do it. But then it's, you have been so flat out.
5: Yeah, I'm so sorry. It has been a crazy year. It really has. I don't seem to have any time off at all. Um, yeah, it was one of those, where, okay, well, let's pick a day. Oh, I can't do that day. Oh, I can't do that week. Can't do that month. It's just been one of those times. <laughs> and, and because basically you're in L.A., aren't you? Yeah, I live in L.A., um, uh, but I travel back and forth for gigs, you know, and so sometimes I have, like, this is what, why I'm here now, I have, like, a day off in between gigs, and I'm here yeah. doing nothing, so I was like, well, that's the perfect day, so we kind of, let's. Like, Let's
6: nail that one in. <laughs> yeah, that's, thank you so much, yeah. and a massive thank you to Brian as well, your manager. Yeah. he's been absolutely amazing. I know he's
5: he really made it happen. He's he's brilliant. He's, yeah. you know, he picked the day. He's like, Wait, the, you are doing that interview that day. So. <laughs> the
6: thing is, he is so nice, right? He's yeah. like, Mark, I am so sorry, and there's there's this, yeah. and the same with none of you. There's there's no diva or anything like that. Oh, yeah. I am, you know, and yeah. Brian is just the nicest person. Yeah, he's, like.
5: he's great. He's really lovely.
6: Um, the one and only how did that come about well i just had
5: finished um filming uh, buddy song which is a film i did with roger daltrey yeah um, <clears throat> and, uh, and
6: how was... did you get into that i mean roger Daltrey. you want to go massive. back further <laughs> the,
5: you who and um well i i was having my wisdom teeth out yeah and uh i was about 17 years old and i kind of came to with like you know blood in my mouth and kind of couldn't talk and and I, my mum and dad were standing right here, and, and there was a TV in the corner of the room. And uh, Roger was on, like, looking for a boy that could play his, his son in a yeah. film. And uh, that had to be able to play guitar, keyboards, had you know, could sing, that could possibly be the right age to be his son. And it all kind of, for me, I, I was always a musician, it was kind of like my way into the music industry yeah. for me, because it was a very musical-based film. So, of course, with these cotton balls in my mouth, and
6: I thought, oh. So, so So. what? What's you were prepared? So, what? What's what could you play at that point?
5: Oh, I was. I wasn't a great guitar player. I, I just kind of had started to, to pick up a guitar. I was I an was co- accomplished um, piano player and a singer, and you know, a s- songwriter at the time. I, I started pl- um, by playing like kind of piano man stuff in, yeah. in the corner of, of, of pubs up and down, uh, around where I used to live. You know, yeah. um, like, and that's how I learned my craft. Really, is, is just playing Billy Joel and Stevie Wonder songs. Yeah, singing, fantastic. You know, you know? <laughs> So um, so I, went, I literally auditioned for that role, and um, I was lucky enough to get it, so.
6: And, and so, and what was it like meeting when, as a kid, you know, obviously you're friendly with Roger now, and all of yeah. the rest is all, all changed. Oh, it was, it was... It what was, uh, was that like?
5: Ugh, nerve-wracking, you know, doing that, the, the screen test itself was really... Because um, he's a terrible.
6: huge star, isn't he, like sort of... Roger yeah, about Dalt, really. four foot eight.
5: Is he four foot <laughs> eight? No, no, I'm joking, he's not yeah. joking, he's not that. Um, no, obviously he's a legend. You know, yeah. He's a, r- a rock and roll legend, and m- meeting Roger... I mean, when I first met him, we did this um, screen test, and uh, it was a, a scene, very emotional scene between father and son, yeah. where he had to slap me. And I, I just thought, you know, not being an actor at all, I didn't really know how that really worked, and he said, uh, you know, he, he just said, let's just do the scenes. So I, thought, I thought maybe he would just kind of yeah. pretend to hit me, and I'd yeah. pretend to be hit, but... He whacked me across the face, like really. I had a handprint on my face. So there was no acting going on at that point, you know. I, I almost
6: had tears because it was like. <laughs>
5: that's probably why I got the part, you know. So like, oh, he can cry. Bloody on to hell! That, you know?
6: God, so that was yeah. your introduction. To, was, well, let me was, none nothing yeah. of that off me, mate. No, I'm no, no. sitting back a little bit. I you know, know. That's, I've that's learned nuts, my lesson mate. Bloody hell! And then, yeah. um, then you got involved with the one and only. Yeah, the one and only came along
5: um, after I'd made. We'd kind of were doing the film. The, the record company were looking for. Um, I'd written a bunch of songs for the for the album and for the film, and, and a lot of the, there were other outside songs. Um, and they were looking for a hit. You know, it's like that record company always looking for. You know, well, don't everybody a wants hit. a hit, though, don't they? You know. You know but, so um, my dad was friends with a publisher uh, called Stuart Newton, and uh, he just had lunch with him, and, and he knew that I was a massive Nick Kershaw fan this guy, and he said, "I'll give this to Chesney. He gave him a cassette of um, 20 Nick songs yeah. that he'd recorded, but I guess at that, to- at that point, Nick was kind of like, he didn't really want to be an artist, or, or it wasn't in recording at the time. And you know, I mean, I grew up as a Nick Kershaw fan. I was a huge fan. Mm. I was the same. same. We were
6: talking off camera. I was a yeah. massive fan, and I, yeah. I, I, you know, he's got so many amazing songs. And oh, yeah. I, the riddle is my yeah. favourite. Like, he's a step above. I mean, he's he's, a, he's fantastic, he's amazing. So,
5: so this cassette my dad brought home and said, "Hey, check this out," and I, and it was like all these songs, and so I put it in, I was like, oh my God, is it a new Nick Kershaw album? He said, no, it is. they're all free for anyone to record, so I mean, if you're interested in recording any of these for this album, I was like, of course I am, I want to meet Nick Kershaw. Yeah. You know? So I've still got the cassette and I've got little asterisks by the one and only and, a, and another couple of songs. So,
6: yeah. And, and that's how it happened. Yeah, and it then, really, it stemmed from me wanting to meet Nick. That's correct. Cr- <laughs> how, how important is it to be connected to the right people? Well, I mean, in hindsight, everything is that, isn't Every it? Every single thing you know, is it, isn't it's, it? You, um, know? you know, I mean, if
5: at the time, uh, I mean, if, if we didn't go with that. Um, who knows what would have happened,
6: really? You'd you be know. stuck in Sheldon Tasco, mate. <laughs> thanks, for what, what, mate. You, no, thanks for your confidence, mate. thanks for your confidence in me. I am more confident than you than that. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be a hedge fund manager. You'd probably be a billionaire now. Uh, you messed up, haven't you, I've mate? I messed up.
5: But I went down the music route. I thought I
6: seemed Jesus. seemed to my
5: kids. No, no. What you want to do is go into accountancy, kids.
6: <laughs> and then, so that came out. What was it like with that sudden fame? Uh, It was
5: full-on, because it was very meteoric, I mean, it was, you know, within kind of... It was bam, wasn't it? It was like... Within a few weeks of that record coming out.
6: um, Knickers being thrown at you, mate, and all of this business. That still happens, but but they're they're,
5: they're slightly bigger these days. They're
6: big knickers.
5: (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was crazy. It was like being in the eye of a storm, really, like, you know... It is, uh I, I At one point, I remember, I remember counting seven countries in one day that we did. Like you know, because you go and you do a couple what? of interviews there, and you get on a plane, you do that, and then you do a gig there, and like it's crazy. It's nuts when you when it's that big and everybody wants a piece of you. Um, I mean, I fainted in Japan once because of the amount of work we have done. You know, I mean, it sounds like I'm moaning. That's yeah, not no, 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 no. But no. It's, all it is is just exhaustion. You know, and uh, yeah, it, so you understand why. You know, I, I see these artists now that like, suddenly become big, like you know, like the Adels of the world, and then they get ill. You know, it happens yeah. because everybody wants a piece of you, and of course, the, the machine wants you to do everything because you're hot you,
6: at the time and all yeah. that. And then it's like, let's keep on yeah. pumping that out. You're not so, warned. <laughs> no, so so a lot of it, like you know, a lot of people that have never been in the media or anything like that. They they sometimes look at these, especially how it blew up for you, yeah. and they were like. God, that's, uh, that's the dream, that's the dream. But sometimes it can be quite challenging. I mean, you know,
5: as a whole, it's, it's every boy's, it's young boy's dream, dream you yeah. know. I mean, it was crazy. It was so fun. And my brother was the drummer in my band, and he traveled around with me, you know, and, and we experienced this incredible life together. It was yeah. just amazing. I mean, you know, and playing arenas and, uh, you know, all around the world and traveling the States and just everywhere. And, um, and it was a lot of fun really was a lot of fun and we we look back on it very fondly Um, yeah but yeah of course for me in particular because I was the you know it wasn't a band it was just me and all the focus was on me when I did all the interviews and stuff like that you know so it did get uh crazy you know Uh, it really (laughs) did I mean it's like a blur as I said it's like (laughs) when I say the eye of a storm it was like you know because at the end of it all after the kind of two or three years of madness you know you kind of I felt like I'd been kind of like kicked out of a of a buzzing club at like yeah. two in the morning or something, yeah. and you'd kind of fall on your ass in the gutter, and you're like, "What happened there?" Yeah, <laughs> you know, was... it was it was pretty nuts.
6: But it, that sort of that record, I mean, you still play that and stuff like that now. Yeah, I can't do a gig, especially here, here
5: in Europe. I can't really do a gig without playing you can't, that. I, can I'd you? get kind of chased you out. Do that. I'd get chased out of town if I didn't. I, I have. Rarely done gigs, you know, without it. I, I did like seven years after that point, where I didn't play it at all. Yeah. And you know, I I formed a band like you know, kind of you know, Nirvana type, like yeah, know, gr- yeah, yeah. grunging and shoegazing and turning up to eleven and and telling people to bugger off when they ask for the one and only. And you know, yeah. Uh, and uh, you know that, that that was a fun time as well because it was kind of like paying my dues the other way round. You know, and I, I remember playing to, you know two men in flat caps and a jack russell and your amp blowing up and you know <laughs> yeah and, uh, so
6: you're like oh well yeah, i think i'll leave that then
5: well yeah exactly it was, it was just um it was like doing it the other way around They had all the success early and then yeah. went back to kind of do the struggling bit you know it's
6: just nuts isn't it how it how it can work like that in the music yeah. industry um were there any sort of like points where you were like it's like public speaking and things like that. that's a massive fear for a lot of people to get in front of like right the the cam you know all of these people. Mm. Did you have any fears and if you did did how did you get over them? Uh early on very very
5: early on because I was thrown into it. Um I I did have that kind of uh fear of of being in front of a, of a big crowd because I felt like I hadn't it was just suddenly you're playing you're suddenly playing arenas, you know. It's like I went from playing Piano in a corner of a pub to being a big pop star. Yeah. So that was, you know, and I didn't get any kind of, you know, um, training in how to do it, how to be a pop star or whatever, you know, and so that was that was difficult. but you soon kind of get into the into the swing of it, you know. Um, it kind of, it's funny. I had a, I feel like in those early days I was never really kind of like you know found my sw- my kind of swing, you know. Yeah. Um, and that came later on when playing, pl- as I said, playing with bands um, to little rooms like this, yeah. um, and it just kind of clicked for me. It's like, oh, I don't have to think about that as an, as an, a big audience. I just think of them as. I'm playing to my friends in, in the front room yeah yeah and that really that was a moment where I thought that's where it will change for me yeah. and now it's all you know every gig is intimate because I
6: just treat them like my friends yeah was with them um, on that road then did Nick or certain people sort of look after you and say you know yeah what, what to watch out for and, yeah. and Roger you know yeah
5: I had good people around me um, you know my dad you know but dad was kind of managing me in the early days and he he's been through it of course he was in a bank with the tremolos in the 60s yeah and uh so i kind of had a little bit of a, a grounding in you know in the music industry a little bit with him nick was brilliant um always uh always a good friend to me um and still is I mean, one of my best friends i count him as you know yeah um and i love love him to death and, and he was always there for for advice and um you know if I, if I just needed, yeah. needed a, a, a shoulder to cry on Nick was always there for me yeah. and of course I had my brother
6: and we were growing up together that's fantastic world, how so. you had the brother thing going on as well and he, yeah. was, he was coming around touring he with was you, my drummer right? he still is oh fantastic <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah if you had like a sort of three tips on success for people what would you say they are um well, I think for me, the most important
5: thing is persistence, especially in success in, in the music industry or in the entertainment industry, because it, the chances are so slim of you making it. Yeah. I was lucky. I really was. I there mean, is an element
6: of luck then. Yeah,
5: I mean, but persistence is a lot. You have to have the drive. It's like I, I work with a lot of young people, um, you know, I have people come through my studio and I see talent in droves, I really do, you know, amazing singers, amazing songwriters, and, you know, we make music and everything, but for whatever reason they don't have the don't, kind of like, yeah. right, what are we doing, let's go, let's, let's, let's go up and where's the next thing, or we, we, you know, we need to get taped to the record, the record label, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Know, it's that kind of, let's do it, where's the next gig, where's it? you know, it's like we've got to get going, to go. that is a rarity. It's funny. It's yeah. like I think you have to have that. I know I had that. Yeah. You know, I I never wanted I was like a one-track mind. I never wanted anything else but to make it in the music industry. And you know, I'm sure that had a certain percentage to do with with yeah. how I ha- how I actually made it in in the end. Um so it's you get knocked back. You have to have thick skin. Yeah. Because people, you know, you're going to get people saying you're not good enough or you know it's not working or have you thought about maybe you know getting a proper job or yeah you know it's those kind of things that and as you get older of course those things become more important you never wanted a proper job never i've never the only proper job i ever had was i was a a paper boy
6: oh you really i was (laughs) a paper boy as well Yeah, yeah how much were you on I can't remember. Come on, Did you, you remember? A, I was on £8 a week. You, you remember that eighty years ago? <laughs> I, was, I know, it was that long ago, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, God, it was a fiver a week or something like it was, that. It's just know. crazy. I used to just yeah. put it on all, in all the fruit machines and stuff like that, Anyway, it, it was just gone the next oh, day. Oh, yeah, of course. It was just gone. Yeah. Um, sometimes people, when they're looking for it to be successful, and I've seen this you know, with certain people, um, they're like... So focused on being this big success and all of this, yeah. they lose the fun along the way, and they're serious. And yeah. I'm like, oh no, it's true as well. So there shit. is a fine line, but there's is a there's, fine line, and there's it?
5: another thing that's kind of more um, for a kind of current um, behavior with people that want to be successful is they they just want to be famous. And there's people, that, you know, really for me, you have to be good at what you do. Yeah, I mean, you know, I played uh, piano in since I was nine years old. I've always been a singer, always. And, you know, I've i co- I've worked at it, you know, I've practiced and yeah. um, you know, I knew what I wanted to do and you know, I made it through the music that I made and and you know, these days in the kind of advent of all the X Factors and America's got or I say America's got talent, I live in America and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Britain's got talent yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Um, people just you know, go into these things because they just they, they want to be famous. They see celebrities. Celebrity is kind of almost a new thing, really. Yeah. You know, you, there's celebrities that have made it just because of their personality. Yes. Really. Yeah. Um, and it's a very different. I've interviewed world. a few. <laughs> I'm sure you have,
6: Mark. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah but yeah. in all fairness, some of the celebrities, and I, I, I because they're down in um, where I live in Halford West is Eddie's Eddie Rocks nightclub. So Mark, the, the owner, you get some of the the sort of reality people in. Yeah. But in all fairness, the ones that I interview, they they're not like, yes, I'm a success. They were really great people. Oh yeah, no, totally. They were really nice. You know, people like
5: like Rylan. Rylan, yeah, I yeah. Love he
6: looks like Ant off S.A.S. Who Dares Wins. Oh, <laughs> Rylan and Ant, they're honestly never God, seen in the same room. No, but they're just like. They, they look so much he, alike, I you know? I would say he's a lot musclier than Ryland. He's a lot musclier, though, but I <laughs> can a tell lad. you what, Ant, you ain't, your yeah. teeth ain't, no one as white as white. No, no, Ryland's as well. teeth. I was like, what the yeah. heck is yeah. that?
5: Yeah. But, and, but, say, going back to that, see, Ryland's a talented man. Yeah. He
6: fell into, He you failed know. a lot as well, didn't he? And... Well, yeah, I mean... But, like, but he kept on going, But he kept
5: going. He's very persistent. He's a driven guy, and uh, and he's very, very good at what he does. Yeah. Very good, you know. And so there are people that come through in that way, and they find their kind of niche, as it were. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. He, he has found that.
6: Who did you look up to? Obviously, you looked up to Nick Kershaw, Roger Daltrey, people like that. Was yeah. there any other person that you thought well, I, fantastic? it's funny, because,
5: I mean, obviously, I grew up in the 80s, um, but my dad was a 60s musician. Yeah. And... Um, you know, I my first kind of taste of music really um was going through his records um, and yeah. and the Beatles were my everything.
6: Uh, same as that, mate. The yeah. Beatles the yeah. Beatles are just Especially John Lennon. I mean just There's my n- nothing you can say about it, is there? And we've got John Lennon's glasses over there. Yeah, and
5: I saw his handwritten uh Oh you're
6: right. It's just, just over here, yeah. Fantastic. Lyrics. Yeah. yeah, and that harpsichord in there, mate. That's the harpsichord. Oh, do you know this? What that harpsichord no. is about? That's the harpsichord uh, from Lucy in the Sky of Diamonds. Oh my God! What's na, it na, na, yeah. na,
5: na, na. Amazing! Wow. <laughs> Yeah, we're in a, very, in a very special place here. I it think. is, it is mm.
6: really amazing. You can kind of feel it, it's got an energy to it. It's it? definitely yeah. got an energy, it. especially with me and you here, mate. Exactly. We've got the you energy. the energy. But I interviewed Chris <laughs> Akabusi yesterday. <laughs> no, energy. Wow, it was like, we were like... <laughs> he's high octane. <laughs> but what a fantastic oh, guy, yeah. and you're asking him a question, and he's like, pow, pow, and no, it's like, blah, blah, and all of that yeah. sort of crazy, but it's a fantastic guy. Oh, he's guys. brilliant. He is an amazing guy. Yeah. What have you got coming up? All sorts.
5: Uh, I mean, I'm touring, like, non-stop at the moment, as, as yeah. you know, Brian yeah. probably told you. Yes, God. Um, loads of stuff. Um, I'm, I'm doing a panto this year. What is which that? Is, uh, I'm, do- I'm playing Prince Charming in Red Hill.
6: Oh, fantastic.
5: <laughs> yeah, we've got to do these things. Oh, no, yeah. you, you missed the yeah. trick there. You, said, oh, no, you should have said, oh, no, you're not. Uh, but, you know, Damn
6: it. Yeah, but guess what? What? There's someone behind you. Ah, uh, so there is. It is a, uh, it is a uh, Ollie and Normans. Foxy and Billy from the SAS TV show. They've actually yeah. blended. You didn't even know this, mate. Yeah. They've all blended into the background. There. <laughs> They've actually. They're there here. they are. Here there's they are. the four of them there, mate. You don't even know that because the camera's so good, mate.
5: It's very clever. So you've, you've I've got, got all, that. I've got a, a tour with my dad coming up. Ah. A little acoustic tour just me and him and actually my brother's going to come along as well and we've got our, my old mate Gary Nuttall who now who was my guitarist from a very 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 young age yeah. and he now plays for Robbie Williams so it's just the four of us fantastic and we're just going to bring out the old songs and do a lot of kind of like banter with the audience and uh, it's a little bit more kind of um you know, uh, theatrical. It's got yeah. more of a kind of a, a vibe to it, where we're going to kind of you know tell stories of the old days, and oh, and it's going to be awesome. it's really fun. I, it's something I've always wanted to do with the old man.
6: And that is just is that? Are you coming to Wales, mate? I think so. Are you
5: yeah, really I I coming to, so. to Wales? I don't, I don't know the exact dates and and Come venues yet, but they're all very small venues, kind of yeah. you know art centres and small theatres, and uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. That's kind of February March. um as I said, more touring. I've got lots of projects uh, that um, writing and producing uh, Young Acts mainly, and yeah. developing Young Acts in in Los Angeles. So, Fantastic. yeah, It's all go,
6: Mark. It's all go. And you're on uh, your your Facebook and Twitter and all, all yeah, of these things. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all you're on, on everything. All of those things. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it? You know, it's like sometimes yeah. I'm like, and especially when you're very busy. It's like I post something on Facebook and then I'm like. Oh, I don't know if I want to post it on it, and then Instagram is like on my third place for me, which is which. See, I love an Instagram. Right, you're first I'm on a Instagram. Guy. Yeah, and then what's what, what's the next one after that? Uh, Twitter, Twitter, and yeah. then and then Facebook. Oh no, we're we're the yeah. opposite. you so are your Facebook, I'm Twitter, face- Instagram. Yeah, exactly.
5: But, well, Facebook's probably the most important as far as reach. You yes. Know, uh, and but I, it changes every every bloody day, doesn't it?
6: I have found it absolutely, and I have found and there's all algorithms and all that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it is amazing how it's connected. People, Pay Zuckerberg is billions, and Mr. <laughs> Twitter guy as well, because yeah. you know what, what that service has provided is absolutely is amazing, incredible. isn't it? Well, that's the thing
5: about today. You know, people ask me, you know, about the difference between what it was like when I first made records, and you know, and now. And I think the biggest difference is it's it's in your own hands. Yeah. So like for me, it was always trying to get that elusive record deal. Yeah. You know, it's like you do the gigs and you make you make demos and you send them to the record labels and do it. these days, you know, you have it in your own hands. You can upload it onto YouTube and um, you know, it's it's really it's are. That's it's like how Justin Bieber became famous, wasn't it? Yeah, a lot of artists. It's like know. he was on
6: YouTube, yeah, and his exactly. manager was looking at. Uh, 14 yeah. or 15 year old guys throughout the night. God <laughs> <laughs> cool, bless him. But, uh, more about that? Yeah, they've but, done they've yeah. done good though.
5: They've done good. Well, uh, you know, I think that, you know, your own career as a young artist is very much in your own hands. Yeah. You know, you can you can actually Do it yourself now. You don't even need the record label anymore. It's phenomenal, isn't it? And and if you can kind of build a following in that way, then then that's when the big machines
6: come along and find you, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Fantastic. (laughs) Chesney Hawks, the one (laughs) And the only! <laughs> Thank you very much for your time, mate. Thank you, Mark. Really appreciate it's it. It's
5: been fun. Glad we made it
6: happen. We made it happen <laughs> after long last, mate. Thank you very much for watching, guys. Have an awesome weekend. Stay positive. Take care. Hi, it's Mark Llewellyn. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Chesney Hawks. Over the next few weeks, I will be interviewing people like Sir Ranulph Fiennes, Gareth Edwards, and many, many other very successful people. Tune in and uh, find out how these amazing people became successful.
1: The Bush Inn, Robberston wathen home to the famous Pembrokeshire Carvery. We are open six days a week, Tuesday to Sunday, serving tasty and homemade dishes with daily specials. All of our dishes are prepared from fresh, and if you have a sweet tooth, we have a delicious selection of homemade desserts. Radio.
7: When we first came here, we were cold and we were clear. With no colours on our no skin,
3: we were light
7: and paper And when we first came here, we were cold and we were clear. No colors on the skin Till we let the spectrum in Say my name
6: That's a wrap from me, Mark Llewellyn. I shall be back next Sunday from 8 o'clock till 9 o'clock on Pure West Radio with another interview from somebody very successful. Tune in to Pure West Radio. Have a great evening. Take care, guys.
1: Is there something missing in your education history? Maybe you feel you're not fulfilling your potential. Pembrokeshire College offer degree routes and higher apprenticeships in a number of subjects, meaning you don't need to leave Pembrokeshire to get a degree-level qualification to further your career. I'm Sarah Miller and I'll be joined by local experts in farming, food, wildlife and all the other things that are precious to the Pembrokeshire countryside every Sunday between 9 and 11. This is Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire.
6: Toby Ellis here for Pure West Radio, here at uh, Haverford West High, a part of the Pembrokeshire Music Service, as they uh, proudly present the Valero Secondary Music Festival. It's a celebration of music from the young people of Pembrokeshire, and the theme this evening is the Spotlight Concert. And uh, I'm with quite a few of the people
0: that have either been performing this morning uh, or are later on, or possibly even picking up uh, some recognition. Uh, what's your name?
2: Uh, I'm Alice Owens.
0: And Alice, where are you from?
2: Uh, I'm from Halford West, but I go to Asgola Priscelli School.
0: OK, Asgola Praseli, so uh, you're, you're represented the
7: north of the county yeah. uh, here today. Uh, what are you doing here, Alice? Um, this morning I did